Hello, friends, and welcome back to what definitely is the sweatiest episode of Coffee and Wrestling, a wrestling podcast to ever happen. I am one half of your host, Jamie, and I am here with my co-host and partner in life. That's your cue. I'm pointing at you. That's <laughs> your me, cue. Mark. Hi, I'm Mark. It's me. My microphone's actually working this time. This is the third time we've done this intro. You guys remember. have no idea how many times we have to re-record multiple things. But you don't worry about that. That's our problem, not your problem. Another problem we're having is our AC's broken. So it you, is 100 degrees where we live in the butthole of Florida. So if you do hear any like humming in the background, I'm going to do my absolute best to audio engineoodle it out of yes. the final product but Might if you be some panting there's or... yeah if you could hear the amount of clothes i'm not wearing right now it is sickening if you could see the amount of box fans that are on our on us right it's now so bad we've basically camped out in our living room to keep one room in our house cool because we have like a portable ac uh running and it's like a little mini sleepover shout out to uh wrestling and coffee not coffee and wrestling yes. but wrestling and coffee on twitter he knows what we're going through. He's a little bit southerner. Southerner? He's a little bit, a little more, bit south more south than we. The heat's making my brain boil. We've been in this shit for three days. <laughs> but I digress. Like, we always do in this podcast. We always go on these tangents. But this is not coffee, and we're bitching because we're really warm because we're drinking hot coffee yes. while doing a podcast. We are still this drinking hot coffee, guys. Of course. So we the keep dedication. True to, keep true to this podcast. <laughs> uh, but we are talking AWWE. We are on the road to, I hate saying that because I feel like I say that about every pay-per-view, but to one of quite possibly the biggest wrestling events of maybe all time. Who are you asking? If you're asking Tony well, Khan, you, this is the okay. biggest wrestling event of all there time. Was, there was a wrestling weekend where it was WCW and New Japan, and it the numbers are like st- staggering, like almost 300,000 over the weekend, so I don't know how in God's green earth that was even possible but if we're talking domestic pay-per-views with domestic companies or whatever you want to call it yeah with top dogs of wrestling uh wwe has has the top spot right now however aew is right on their heels with it looks like almost eighty thousand people sold at wembley incredible i really can't wait to see like the vibe of it and how everything's going to be so much different because it's it's open up at the top so yeah. you know hopefully, how the pyro is going to be how the entrances are going to be yeah i mean a lot of people have talked if it about rains that. orange Cassidy is not going to have any pyro his little <laughs> is going to be like it's just not going to be enough you're never going to see it but we'll talk about AEW and all in here and all out in a couple minutes let's start with wwe uh we're going to start off with some good news we Some had great news. We, we've had uh, the new day has been inactive. I mean, we've seen a little bit of Xavier Woods here and there, but we've had Biggie's been out for well over a year. Uh, possibly might not even be coming back to active wrestling in ring performance. I mixed all my words up there. Uh, Xavier Woods has been out. I'm sorry. Uh, Kofi Kingston has been out yes. with an ankle injury for the past couple of months, which is very unfortunate. But we see the return of two thirds of the new day. Mm-hmm. Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston end up taking on the Viking Raiders on Raw. Yes, yes. It was raw. Um, Not a lot to unpack here. It was obviously just a match to bring them back into the fold. Thank God the New Day is back because it's it's an element that WWE has really, like, interjected into their product. It's like a staple of their Mm -hmm. product. Uh, If I'm not mistaken, they've actually said that they will not disband. Yeah. They will not break up because they tried that. Uh, they split them up a, a few years ago, ago during the, the WWE draft. draft, and I think they had toyed with it, and the response from the people were, it was awful. Because this was like right after 
only like a year after like bootios and you know right. them throwing pancakes into the crowd and Just doing that good. like they they went over so well and then they tried to you know they tried mixing things up a little bit Understandable. and they tried splitting them up with it with the wwe draft i don't remember exactly who went where but i think like biggie went to one brand right. and kofi and xavier went to another brand or something of that nature um but no just really good to see the new day back in action. Good to see Kofi Kingston yeah, back. Yeah, how can being you healthy. not want to root for these guys? Oh you know? my God, they're great. They've yeah. they've they've turned into one of a, a fan favorite. If you're if you're a WWE fan, absolutely. There, there's no way you can't say that you at least have not enjoyed some of uh, the new day's antics. Even wrestling aside, yeah, they're all in individually fantastic wrestlers. They work so well even, together as a tag team. But even if you just look at Kofi Kingston's like the eliminations that he didn't get from the Royal Rumble. Uh, a couple of them been helped by the new day to where he comes back into the ring. Like yeah, even, even just those like in. little moments, like I they've they've affected the WWE so much. So it's great to see them back. Um, hopefully, we see more from them because God knows the tag titles could or the tag team division could really use. Well, and some Kevin fresh Owens faces. is out. I don't know if they're like permanently doing something with Sami Zayn being out too, even yeah, though it's had, not really a huge injury. Or he, yeah, he had a uh, a big old lump on his elbow, which if you look yeah. it up, it's really not uncommon from wrestlers. John Cena Taz had it a couple years ago. I'm this sure, is yeah. huge. This is common. This happens yeah, all the time. Just, it just, it, it's a sack that gets filled up when the elbow gets trauma, right? or it just has something there, and it's yeah. just a matter of a few weeks of, of uh, you know being off it and getting it medically treated yeah i'm sure we'll see sammy back but yeah kevin owens has been we don't dealing know. with a nagging I mean, back injury the tag team division's really weird in Both wwe right now if you think about men's. it yeah you got one of each out so uh, we weren't really going to cover it but i mean i think we did last week the women's division is just out or the women's tag division is absolutely yeah, but i mean i really really got to give my flowers to chelsea chelsea oh, she's green doing, she's doing an amazing she's job she's doing interviews them, on on twitter to try to get people in i even saw i didn't watch the video but even adam pierce submitted a video no to uh, Chelsea and she retweeted it and was like there's no way Adam Pierce is going to be <laughs> my tag partner but she's really trying to like keep it because yeah. I think everybody else in that position and this keeps happening to their tag partner gets knocked out and they're right. like all right I'm going to have to give this up like well, this sucks I'm really upset about it look at uh Liv Morgan and Raquel they looked so mad when they were going to give these championships yeah. up but Chelsea has done nothing but completely been positive about the whole situation. I mean, what else are you going to do? You're put in a bad situation. Your tag team partner is going to yeah. be out for a and, while. And I mean, look who her husband is. He's great at shit like this, too. Matt Cardona. I mean, yeah, it's, it, he's, he always, I mean, yeah, perfect example. He's been reinventing himself since he's been, he got let go by WWE. Right. And now look at him. He's like the, he is the indie, the indie god. god. You know, yeah. He is constantly well, reinventing himself. And that's exactly what Chelsea's doing here. And it's, it's, it, I love it because she's not just doing that, but she's utilizing her character to where she yes. said she's going to call uh, upper management and demand this, that, and the other thing. She's yes. going to And she's scream. using Twitter. She's using social yeah. media as the, a the positive most toxic, thing. The most toxic social media out there and she's right. using it as the character as into yeah. her... Like, Keeping I love it, it relevant. I really, I really hope they do keep with this and, I and hope so like, too. realize the potential of what she's doing even and if go, it's, okay, well maybe like I, even just having that every week you have a new tag that's team That's exactly what I was going to suggest just, until she like, finds the right yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny because they've she's getting a lot of like high-profile individuals that are tweeting 
to this. Like, there, I don't know who the woman is, but Wait, James Ellsworth. Oh yeah, the James Ellsworth. <laughs> was good. There's a uh, there was a woman. I don't. I'm uh, some fashion person. I don't know. I'm not. I, I wear I wear jeans and t-shirts. Okay. I don't know anything about fashion. And, um, any other woman that ever walks into a room, you're like, who is that? But she even tweeted out. Problem. I would submit my application. She had her little photo, but I only do offers only. And like even like kind of threw it back at Chelsea. And Chelsea even responded, well, we'll accept we'll accept your application without an application just because of how much you know. She, she's playing even into that. Yeah, like That's she's great. really taking responses and. And making something of it, right. making it so that you can involve people that wouldn't yeah, be normally involved. Yeah, she's got a hashtag. It's, so it's like good. Chelsea oh, Green there's audition like 15 or letters. something. I, and she's even the championship. She's I, I, she's calling the championship. It's not just the women's tag team. It's like the universal undisputed. Yeah, heavyweight women's. Around. It, it's it's the what else are you going to do? Like until they take it's those great. titles from her, she's going hog wild on the internet. It's not harming anything. It's if not. anything, it's doing nothing but good. And if WWE was smart, they would look at it and be like, we have a stale tag team right now we don't have the utility the people or the time i mean they do have the time what am i fucking talking about <laughs> yeah, they like don't have the, the utility or the people to further this this right. tag titles let's do why something not with do this. something like, let's exactly let's make a story like, out of it yeah. i mean what's what is wwe better than everybody at doing and that's telling a long-term story telling a really good story putting a lot of production in it they could have so this, much fun with this what's nice about they could this have her do interviews backstage and just it, make that a segment in you a know? business sense this has no production to it it's already produced exactly. it's done all you She's have to doing take, all the work you just take the idea and you run with it right you just continue like like oh shit good job chelsea green here let's 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 put the power of wwe behind this idea exactly. and turn it into something to where people are like Wow, I'm I'm kind of excited yeah. to see what Chelsea's going to do she, with these tag titles. She took the advice that one of my the best boss I ever had gave me, and that was it's better to ask for forgiveness than ask for permission. Right. It looks like she went out there and was like, "What's the worst they're going to do? Tell Take me the, stop." What's the worst they're going to do? Take the titles from right. me? Right. I'm already on the pathway there. We've exactly. had two. We've had two champions or, or tag champions that had the same thing happen to them, and it got taken away even faster. I've held it on for longer than them. Right. You know what I mean? It's it's I love it. It's I think brilliant. it's I think it's like got to be. I really hope it's a mainstay in the women's tag titles. I hope they so, need too. It. They need something with these tag something titles. Something fresh, so fucking you know? stale. All right, so we're talking about championships. We're talking about people who have acquired championships over the last few months. Let's talk about something that happened this week that, I don't know, I think maybe the, I'm the only person on the planet that seems a little bit frustrated with this. Rey Mysterio is your your new United States championship. Yeah. What do you, what do you, how do you feel about this? Because, you well, know, just okay. the two of us have been a little bit vocal about I it. I think... Before I get to like my my final assertion of this, I think the way that they built this story up with Santos Escobar winning the tournament for the number one contender of the U.S. titles, uh, end up having to be him versus Ray, him beating Austin Theory, him throwing him out of the the Rumble at SummerSlam. I think were all great things to do. I think they had a mid card title story in Santos Escobar, and even if he didn't win. I feel like they would have done great things by putting all of these accolades, putting these wins. He beat Rey Mysterio. He did he? he you know what I mean, though. You know what I mean. Though. Like they, they Sorry, gave him, not trying to stir the pot. They gave him no. I mean, it's fine. It, it gave him the spotlight in an up. He's a he's a up and coming talent. He has all the potential in the world. He has the look. He's good on the mic. People enjoyed him in NXT, and I think they enjoy him in, his, in SmackDown now. Yeah. Lucha Underground, absolutely. They, they, he's, they've, give, they've got all of the building blocks with Santos Escobar. 
And in saying that, I don't know why they went the direction they went. And that's what I was going to ask. Why with, would they do it that way? I don't know. The only thing I can the only thing I can think of is they did this. They did the injury angle to for the millionth time in the, the last yes, three weeks. Yes, I, I wasn't even going to address that. Uh, be honest. They used the injury angle to uh, to explain why they wanted Ray to win the title. I can get that only if this develops into a passing of the torch or something to do with Dominic Mysterio and Santos Escobar later on. And the reason why I say that is you've now given Santos Escobar, well, I gave you my shot at that title. Okay. I gave you the opportunity to win a championship again at the end of your career. And Ray's no stranger. He said he's getting towards the end of his career. I think this could be the only way you can justify what happened by Ray getting the title shot and beating Austin Theory. First off, Austin Theory, they got to do something with him. They have just, it has been nothing but downhill since he's gotten the title. And I don't know how you get a belt and then go further down on the popular scale. Because you have him look weak. And that's what I mean. You have random people. I can't remember what's, what, uh, premium live event it was that they went overseas. It was when Drew and Sheamus and. Was it Money in the Bank last year? I believe it was Money in the Bank, yeah. And uh, Austin Theory got punched in the face, got knocked out by that boxer. Oh, uh, Tyson Fury. Yeah. yeah. And that was it? Yep. And it was like, you made this man fly. Maybe like, real life. Bank, well, you know, you got to break down the kayfabe here. Real life, you made this man fly over to a different country. Just to get punched in the face. To get punched in the face. And that's and what I mean. They've, they've done a terrible job handling Austin Theory's championship. Have, yes. But I think that this could lead into something where Santos Escobar and Rey Mysterio have a big one-on-one like passing of the torch it's for the u.s title and you end up giving the title to santos escobar it puts him over a wwe legend it is a luchador wrestling a luchador you have similarities and then they're both in the lwo they're both very supportive of each other uh not too long ago Rey mysterio gave him his mask to like signify how much santos means to him you Mm -hmm. know what i mean and i think we can do this to where Number one, you can give Santos a huge push by giving him a, a, a title belt over a WWE Hall of Famer. Right. And then you can develop that into Dominic Mysterio losing his NXT North American Championship, coming back to the main roster and looking at Santos Escobar and Rey Mysterio and going, hey, fuck you, I want that belt. Okay. Never thought about adding Dominic into the mix. I, I, I can't see how Dominic and Rey are not going to have another interaction before Rey end, ends up retiring. Uh, and I'm yeah, not saying he's going to retire like next month. Yeah. But I can. One I got to. I gotta, you gotta say the next Especially three to four now. years that he, oh, yeah. he's gotta be at least considering. I mean, sure. Edge is hitting 25 and he's on his way out. That's a whole, oh my God, that's a conversation in itself. But yes. I think, I think that's why they did this with Santos Escobar. Do I agree 100% with it? No, but I think much like what WWE has done with a lot with the bloodline and a lot with a lot of other things is they're, they're planting those little seeds for that, that long con game. So three, four months now, two months from now to at another premium live event, they can go, hey, guess what? We're going to give him his, his redemption story of I'm going to beat the guy that I gave my shot to because I wasn't able to be there. Oh, to what do does that it. do for the LWO? Was it, would it be a respectful face versus yes, face? Yes, I think it would be one of those you know, to where shake it the hand. The, it's, if they congrats. go in, they shake hands, but yeah. they have a fight. They have a one-on-one. It's right. master you versus student. You know what I mean? And, okay. and he comes out on top. I hope because I feel like this happens a lot where it's like Rey Mysterio is supposed to pass the torch on. He's got who, whoever it is that he's supposed to be. 
leading over even Dominic right. and it, it it feels like it never gets to that point where the torch really is passed where it feels like the path is there but then it gets stopped mm-hmm. and I hope that's not what's happening here with Santos because I don't know I just thought it was really weird that he that Ray got kayfabed hurt in yep. the match that they had so that gave him the that gave him out, the win. That gave him the win. Yep. He was able to show that he can beat Austin Theory and throw him out of the battle royal, like you said, and then comes up into this match and he gives up his shot to Ray. It just I mean Why do I it understand, like that? I understand you know? giving up the shot to Ray because Ray was supposed to be his opponent and wasn't able to compete, so it makes sense there. Right, and he said let's do it for the LWO. But I, I understand. I, I do agree. I think the pathway to get to where we're at was very, very rough and was unnecessary we i feel like we could have had a little bit better of a way to where you know i I don't know it felt like what was it like a geico commercial where it had like the guy he was the fisherman and he had like a dollar bill on the end of the line right you saw the dollar bill and he's like oh never mind and he's like you know bringing the dollar bill back up on the line yeah but then that's what this felt like he came out again later on to do the same thing and it's you know you can't do that (laughs) twice and i just think it might have been they just might not have seen enough movement before and they just realized that maybe we need to go with a different direction. Maybe backpedaled a little bit. And just bit. said, "Damn the torpedoes! We're gonna we're gonna get some flack for this, but at least it's it's back on the right course." They're usually not ones to backpedal. AEW seems like the ones that hear people what people have to say and go, "Oh, this isn't working." Right. You know, let's scrap the varsity athletes. Let's scrap whatever it right. may be. But they usually don't backpedal. So I'd be really curious to know if this was the original plan the entire time was for it to end like this with Ray getting the championship. I I have an inkling that it was. But again, I just think they got things just went three ways around their head to get to their ass. Uh, yeah, you know, perfect just, way to describe it. <laughs> All right, we definitely have to take a few minutes to talk about one of actually I think my favorite match of the week actually was a the entire week out of all yeah, of wrestling. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk wow. about Collision. I I did have a uh, one of my favorite matches was over wow. there too as well. Wow. But uh, <laughs> we've got to talk about the four way match that happened on Raw this week between Chad Gable. Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle. Champa. Okay, you do it. And now you got me on the spot. I can't remember the fourth one. Ricochet. Ah, Ricochet. Ricochet. Uh, yeah, three of these guys are pretty memorable. It took me about a week to remember that Matt Riddle was part of this because they have absolutely stunted that man's anything. They won't give him a TV entrance. They don't I hardly almost called mic him a fluffer, him up a but bit. I think that's not a good thing to call do somebody. Do not call that man a fluffer. <laughs> if you want to know what a fluffer is, you better make sure you put yourself on incognito mode. He is the talent that now is there to put over other people because, let's He's be honest. He's practically a fluffer. Let's be honest. Okay, so he is. Let's be honest. Riddle can work. Like, yes. he's a great talent. He knows what he's doing. It's, it's not his skill set that has got WWE. Or, no, it's his personal life. It so. is his personal life. He has... Well, we won't go into it. If you we want, it's just go a quick Google that. search. Just type in uh, Matt Riddle, and I'm sure the word controversy and a there lot of stuff will, Enjoy the ride, will uh, pop up for your reading pleasure. He, he was in here purely to make everybody else look really good. Which um, is, he, he does that very well. He really does. You know, there's several guys in WWE. Unfortunately, Ricochet, I feel like, is, was one of those guys for a while that just, after he lost his title to Gunther, I felt like for a while it was just. Yeah, I know, all the way up until over. that win against Logan Paul. So, anyways, he, look, make, he, he makes people look good. He didn't. I know that's that was what I was getting at. <laughs> Which is horrible because Logan Paul on his podcast said, "I don't know what I'm doing." Yeah, and then beat Ricochet. Yeah, <sighs> but that's I, okay. I, I digress. Yeah, I digress a lot <laughs> this, on that one. This four-way match was absolutely incredible. Everybody it gave it their all. Well, of I mean, the course, four guys the they had in, here, in there were nothing but talent. 
And obviously, I wasn't sure where this was going. I was really hoping it was going to go back to Chad Gable getting another uh, chance at Gunther, which yeah. that was absolutely incredible a few weeks ago. And it actually worked out that, that he is fi- going well, to yeah, get he a had shot. That f- had that five-minute challenge because Gunther said, I can beat you in five minutes or yep. less. Went well past that. He couldn't. That. Yeah. And then, uh, if I remember right, he didn't even get the win. Did he get the win clean? He did get the win. Yes, he but did was get it the clean? win. As far as I can remember, it was a clean win. Gunther doesn't need distractions. It's Gunther. Very true. Come on. But yeah, he's got a uh, upcoming title shot for the Intercontinental title. And I'm looking forward to that. I think it's going to be great. It's going to be an instant banger. It's going to be a classic. Come on, we know what's going to happen. These guys don't do 50%. And it's I, 100. What I love about these two is you've got Gunther who is just, he's not like, when I say he's a monster, I'm not like talking Brian Cage monster. I'm, right. I'm talking he's just a tall, big dude. Mm-hmm. And you have Chad Gable who's notoriously a little bit on the shorter side, but an Olympic ripped. athlete. Ripped. And yeah, like you said, an Olympic athlete. He's, yeah. You know, and he it, won in his home state, which was really cool, too. Oh, yeah. He got put his son up on his shoulders and walk around with him. They were in matching singlets. But you're talking about, you're awesome. going to go up against the longest reigning intercontinental champion. He just beat, he is, he is the honky-tonk man. He is, is the, the honky-tonk man? No, no, no. Gunther only has to beat the honky-tonk man's reign. Right now, he is the second longest intercontinental championship That's ever. right. That's or, right. You know, I can't read. Uh, champion ever. Ever, not this generation's ever. ever. So, like, he's really late. And he's something. not that far away from Honky Tonk Man. It's not it's like he's less got... than a month, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. So, hear, hear not... me out. I hate to know these things, and I hate to be that guy. And sometimes, you know, it spoils it a little bit for you. But when you know that Gunther only has about 30 days left to beat the best reign of an Intercontinental Champion, right. do you really think Chad Gable's going to win this? I almost feel bad because I feel like Chad can't win this. He's just it just the depends on one more loss on it, on the on the way to Gunther getting. But they they that could span this out a little bit though. They could span this out a little bit. I mean, you could have let's say in two weeks they have this match because they haven't announced when the match is going to be. They have not. In two weeks they have the match, and when the match happens, you have a little bit of interference, and Gunther or somebody gets the DQ. Okay. Otis comes out and, and, and loses his temper. You get the DQ and, you know, Gunther walks away and ah, I win. And Adam Pierce could come out and be like, well, you know, it's it wasn't really a, a win. So we're going to do this again. Right. At the pay-per-view. Well, see, that's the problem is he, he becomes he beats that rain after the pay-per-view. Mm. So he has to get through. What is next? Uh, payback. 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 He has to get through payback. And I think it's the SmackDown after payback that he is that number one reigning champion. So right. if it happens at the pay-per-view, it's like, eh, this isn't going to happen. So it's the only thing about knowing the things that you do. And I'm sorry if I spoiled that for anybody who's listening, but I feel if you're like it's to a just... podcast about wrestling. Yeah, I think we'll be on that point. Understandable. But I just feel like it's going to be one of those things that Chad well, Gable is going to be the last tick or maybe not. Maybe it'll go longer, but one of the last ticks and just being oh, yeah. that. I can't, I can't to see make him. Gunther look better. My hopes are up that Chad gets that belt, but I have very, very small hope that it's going to be him walking away. Understandable. Because I kind of, I, I kind of would like to see Gunther being the the top dog in the Intercontinental Title uh, window. And think and, about and WWE would be silly not to do something, especially like that. a month. Right. But think about like what they've done in the last few years. They've done that with Bianca. They've done that with Roman Reigns. They've done that with. You know, now Gunther, where mm-hmm. they can say we are they are the modern day longest reigning right. champions. So why not throw Gunther? Well, even in on their even on their website, one. they break every single era down by ten years, mm-hmm. or I think it's, it might be twenty five years. I don't remember, Something but they like break that. it down. Each era is a certain amount of years, right. so it's they they know who's who. So of right. course, this is going to be you know the current 
longest reigning is so and so. Yeah, but why not? For You're WWE, it's been so long since they've had a hard reset. You know, mm-hmm. it's been so long since they've had nothing that was hindering a match or any, you know, because of history that's happened before. You wouldn't have two, you know, tag team, multi time tag team champions going against each other for a frugal reason. You have to have this big thing. And this is going to be, you know, kind of a reset to where. Your current longest reigning champions are living and active in WWE. Right, which so makes it gives them, look them a, really good right now, and it gives them a huge platform to step off. It of. does. You know, Gunther can walk out with all the, you know, the pomp and circumstance because he can. Same thing with Bianca Belair. Even though she's not the title holder right now, right, she can walk out up to whoever's whoever has it and be like, "Well, you ain't shit because you haven't hold it held it as long as I've held it." Right, like you four hundred days or something like yeah. that. Yeah, she has the Roman longest Reigns. and shortest. Roman Reigns <laughs> is another one. I mean, he's been holding it for well over or each one of them for like, I think it's a year and a half. But, right. you know what I mean? A he's got a, a, a legendary status of right. the modern day. He can walk up and be like, yeah, it doesn't matter what you've done because exactly. I'm the standard. You know, so to take that standards. away from Gunther would be so silly. Right. My right. hope for Chad Gable, and unfortunately that kind of got squashed, but my hope for Chad Gable was that they were going to make him the next U.S. champion. Yeah, you know he's the. I hate to always compare him, but he's the modern day Kurt Angle. He's he is really a legit is. But, Olympic and that athlete. Belt fi- the belt US obviously fits him so well. I mean, look at the singlets he wears. Like, right. I just was hoping for that. I'm not mad at Rey Mysterio becoming the champion. Right. I was hoping that Chad would still be getting the next platform with a belt in a in a singles run. Not that I don't love Otis, but. Um, you know, They're not doing really a tag thing right Alpha now, but Academy, even then, Otis no. could do a singles run on something. He could, yeah, he, you can have a champion and still have a tag team. But I mean, they've even just even with day. Maxine Dupree, she's you know her, uh, oh. she's a story in herself. So I mean, Otis the could be a manager for her great. for her her singles run in the women's division. Oh, so you like know? a reversal of roles, there, you know. And, Otis is her I manager. See, I could see Otis as, <laughs> as you know manager walking out with a little bow tie and the uh, t shirt, you know, with the okay with the tuxedo on it. All right. I mean, could you? That's a pretty good manager. If you anybody's seen the bear, it's like Maddie Madison and the bear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could you imagine if 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 Otis was the one that steps in between, you know, his representative and, and the representative's opponent? Like you aren't you aren't going to take him down like you take down Teddy Long or uh, or you know Paul Bear. Okay, that's a big thick dude. All right, just saying. I like it. And of course, what would be a podcast about wrestling if we didn't talk about quite possibly the most involved storyline of professional wrestling in recent memory, the bloodline. Absolutely. We had We Summer got our Slam. ups, we got our downs, we, we got everything in between. There's a shitload of both. Uh, last week we had SummerSlam, or, or yeah, last week we had SummerSlam uh, ended up with Roman beating Jay, which I don't of know course. why anybody was surprised. I, I, I really don't know why everybody thought that Jay was going to win and walk away from it. I I really don't know why. Um, <laughs> I also didn't see it going that way. But. but we saw Roman get the win, but we also saw Jimmy betraying, quote-unquote, Jay by pulling him off of Roman after what could have been a three-count. I mean, quote or not, he kicked him. You know, he, he caused the he, match to not he go hit the finisher to enough. Jay. He hit the finisher enough that that would have, made, that would have bound to Jay. Exactly. Uh, and then super kicked him. Threw him back on the ring. Roman took advantage. He got the win. Right. So this week we see Roman or Roman uh, Solo and Paul Heyman come out. Uh, middle of their, prom- uh, their acknowledge promo. Acknowledge me. Acknowledge <laughs> me. Doing the, all the things that the Tribal Chief does. Right. Uh, Jay comes out, uh, you know, as expected. They exchange words. And I, again, I don't know why anybody else thought that this was not why that Jimmy did this. But Jimmy ends up coming out of nowhere. 
and is explaining that he did this because he basically loves Jay and didn't want him to become Roman, Roman basically. And I feel like both of us could go back to our podcast last week and we said that exact thing. Like, that's This is what I was way, hoping. That was I, the I, only way it made sense. I couldn't see after all this time with, with Jimmy and Jay who have become the longest uh, reigning WWE tag team. Uh, it's been it's been argued recently the greatest tag team Yeah, in but WWE not only the history, greatest, the longest. in wrestling. There's never been a tag team that's, that's right. been together in at least WWE for right. as long as the Usos have. To take something like that and break it up over Roman it just seemed so silly to me. And I think that's right. why a lot of people got so upset. And I can really understand why the Twitter hate was happening. Why I mean, Dave yeah. Meltzer rated it 2.75 But this isn't the first time we've seen this happen, though. This isn't the first time we've no, seen these two. No, and I feel like it's almost every other time is up and oh, down. Oh, no, Dave Meltzer rated that know? at 2.7 because that match was not that good. Well, the match was not good. The ending was confusing. It there wasn't was nothing bad. to explain. The, okay, the ending was only confusing. It was confusing. a very slow match. The ending was only confusing because the WWE wanted to toy people along to, well, watch, to watch SmackDown this week. to figure out why. Right. And it did exactly and it, it did exactly what it was supposed to do. Like you said, it was what's a good story if you cl- if you finish a chapter and you don't want to go to the next chapter right. and read it when I was a kid and I read those Harry, all those Harry Potter books I remember falling asleep in my bed trying like no I got one more chapter in me I can keep doing sure it, it got me hooked and that's what WWE is really good at good bad or indifferent of whether it makes sense WWE is one if they do the that's the best job they do is to saying I'm going to get my hooks in you so that you want to watch my program next right, week and that's right. exactly, that's exactly what, what they, they did, did this week. and of course now I want to watch Raw because they might say something about it on Raw so now I'm going to make sure I watch Raw just so I can see if there's anything to add well, to this Well I mean spoiler line. alert they're not on this week but No of course. And that's how it seems to be too it's every other week every yep. other Friday Roman yep. comes out acknowledge me something happens and they well, talk I mean, a little what, bit more it's just it, you know, it, it is that it's like every other week there's there's bad reviews of what the bloodline is, and then the next week it's oh my god I can't wait for the next thing, and then it's the same thing with the pay per views like it all builds up the premium live events. It just I, I think that WWE has done a really good job storytelling with this, but I think a lot of people are getting tired of the old man with the hook with exactly, the dollar with the bill. Dollar bill They're just you like, know? Okay, I know this is what give we're doing. Give me the damn like, dollar. Not even give me the damn Let me dollar. Buy a like, soda change, with it. Change something. the trick. Like change the 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 swerve here. Right. You build well, up when to you a, know a there's premium live be... event, and then there's there's no way because there's and that premium live event is going to end in a disqualification. The ref's going to be knocked out. You know, something's going to happen. And oh no, we'll just we'll just call it we'll just call it tribal combat and just make it a no DQ match with like this fake aura over it like it's something worthwhile like the elders are going to be mad if if it doesn't go exactly per rules I mean, we'll just call it that it's i just, just still no don't DQ understand match. that why would I don't they either. set parameters for the match and then go against all the parameters of the match and now here we are and it's smackdown we have jay again talking to jimmy obviously super upset can you blame him he, he right. took his shot at taking roman's title and his like you said jimmy said i don't want you to be roman totally understandable it ends with Jay kicking Jimmy in the face, which I'm not, and uh, quitting WWE, which I loved. He's on the alumni I, page. I know. Go look for yourself. Go on WWE. WWE. He is in the alumni. I, page. And I love this. I it, it was a great sell. And exactly how we were just talking about how one week they'll be like, we'll look at the Bloodline segments and be like, what is this? Why did we do this this week? And then the next week we'll be doing exactly this. This has got me 
so interested because not like you said he's quit the wwe it right is not he said a, i'm out of the bloodline it, out yeah. of the usos out of the wwe and walked out into the crowd the wwe doesn't normally do shit like this to where no. like oh he's out we're gonna See, put him in the alumni th- the last time i can remember something like this happening was with mjf when he called tony con a mark and he was out for a while right. they had he, him uh, everything was just erased with mjf yep, because he wasn't no supposed to be to there him. yep there was it, yeah or when wardlow he sent wardlow home and it was the same thing wardlow wasn't on the roster page anymore yep. they sold it hard and wwe WWE's doing a great job here. I, I'm almost curious, if you, and I know this is still WWE, if it's going to just show up in like NXT or they have I something like that. that planned. I could see that, but I... Or taking a couple weeks and then showing up, you know, unannounced at the right. premium live event, the next one that's going to happen, or... You know, I just, I don't I'm know. interested what the, they've got me in. They've got me again. Yeah. Like, it, it's... It, I don't know. I, I, I love it. And, and I where it. does this leave Jimmy? Because there's no Usos. He's right. not part of the bloodline. I don't know. Maybe this is the singles run that we're all talking about, and it's going to be because I know that uh, the Usos have talked about they've wanted to do a WrestleMania match between the two of them. Oh, I'd love to see that. And I could see that this could build up to that. Sure. You separate them from the bloodline for a little bit. Get you get Jimmy, whether he's he squads back up the bloodline and it's just like a lackey for a little bit, and you know, you're just everybody's like, "What's he doing? What's he doing?" You know, I I could see what they could do with this. So I, it's just it floors me that every single week we it. The bloodline f- segment somehow figures out another way to where it's like whether good, bad, or indifferent. I want to tune in next week. I want right. to see what happens. Right. I want to see where they're bringing this story. Whether I because they're obviously with how they're constantly working not. on it. You know, they know I, what they're doing next. Right. They're, they're, I'm sure they take a lot of time with their producers to write this stuff. So it's not like they're doing it on the fly. They're really thinking about what they're doing. And we have to remember we're probably two steps behind them. Oh yeah. You know they've they and, and that's always come out as you know. Well, this decision for this major moment changed, or it hasn't changed for nine months. It was in the plans for this entire time. Right. You know? uh, it, it, and it's funny because I, I, you see people on the internet losing their minds and be like, oh, they need to do this. And, they need to do it. and I mean, even us, we're, we're, you know, we're podcasters. For we, sure. We Speculation's part of wrestling. Stuff. Everybody knows better than the bookers. And it's like, yeah, you guys don't think that, that this multi-cabillion dollar <laughs> right. company that's been around for 50, 60, 70 years that right. has ran wrestling up until the past 20 years, like had a chokehold on it. You think they haven't thought of all these things? You think they don't have a whole boardroom of men and women and, and in-betweens that well, are they just... they do right now. And that's what I mean. When they, they merge they, with UFC, there will be no board. Oh, yeah. And I, that's, that is a whole <laughs> that other... That is a whole different... They're already, they got more lawsuits that the UFC are going to be dealing with that merging with WWE could bring them into union talk. Yeah. So it's a... So they got a lot on their plate. But he's not right. there. Um, but, you but know, the at the end of the day, you know... It, it's got, got hey, we might be ready seeing, for the next one. Might be seeing Kyrie Sane coming back to WWE rumors. I mean, I'd love to see her fight EO, so yeah. I don't know if yeah. they have the the time or the budget to figure out what they're going to do with their next upcoming talent. I think they should kind of step back and look at the talent they already have on the roster. Where's Piper? Where's, yeah. where's Piper Nevin? Yeah, they need they need you know? an injection of, of a women, women's wrestler with There's just with so many decent. people. They brought these two NXT tag teams up. We're back to that. Not, but not there anymore. Well, they're, they're just not there. They don't want their new talent to, to get injured. So they, want, they don't want to put the belts on them. So they don't even let them wrestle or do a promo? They can't get hurt breathe. if they don't wrestle. <laughs> That's... <laughs> But speaking of Hurt, we've got a couple matches coming up uh, this week on Raw and SmackDown. Literally only a couple. Uh, Trish Stratus, who's been wearing that ma- that face mask recently. Yes. Uh, taking I on Becky she's, Lynch. I believe she's going to be ta- yeah. Well, she's going to be taking on Becky, Becky Lynch. I can't see her wrestling with that. I mean, it's been one of those like she touches it and it hurts. So I don't know. Look uh, at Cody Rhodes. He rocked that for a while. 
Yeah, yeah, but it wasn't because he was hurt. I mean, it, originally it was because he was hurt, but right. then it was because, well, I'm too ugly to not wear this. Ah. Uh, we also will be seeing Edge versus Sheamus. They had a weird, I don't, don't want to see a weird I really segment. actually liked it. I don't know um, if you got to see the whole entire thing, but Edge came It, it was a refreshing little segment. Yeah. Uh, it was out of the norm of what WWE usually does. They don't really pull back that fourth wall of, hey, right. I'm looking to retire soon, uh, and really putting like a focus on it, but... Uh, well, they, they were showed... talking about when Edge came back mm-hmm. this last time. I think it was like 2019 or something like right. that. Um, when he came back, he... After he wasn't supposed to be ever wrestling Right. Again. He trained with Sheamus. That's kind of how all this started was. Right. He actually said Sheamus came and stayed with him and Beth and helped train him so that he could come back. And they right. like even show some of the videos from uh, Sheamus's YouTube, which is really, really good if right. you've never watched it. I can't remember what it's called. Uh, it's like Celtic. Celtic Warrior, Celtic Warrior. Or I don't know. Like just that. look up Sheamus. It'll, it'll it's really sense. entertaining. He has some good, good well, people on there that and, don't work there anymore. And yeah, <laughs> and they've never had. Uh, oh yeah, there's I a really good one. There's a really good one with Malachi and Zelina Vega yeah. on there. Um, but Sheamus and Edge have never had a match together. Right. Which is, I, I guess, when hard you, to believe when you first hear it. It's like that. Yeah, it's hard it to believe. Be right. But then you sit there and you think, like, I can't think of a time that I've ever seen them in. In a program with one right. another, where they're you know on opposite sides, right? Or, so we know. get to see that on is it SmackDown? Uh, that will be week? on SmackDown this week. So uh, that's the only two we have announced for WWE, and it's been pretty common. They haven't been calling a lot of things ahead of time, pretty right. much ever since Naomi and Sasha dropped the belt and weren't on that. Uh, what I don't know if it was Raw or SmackDown. They really haven't been saying a lot as far as what upcoming matches are. I think for right. that reason, they have that flexibility to change the card a little bit. Which is crazy that it's a week to week basis. You know that they they won't even announce some things, and it's kind of frustrating when it's Monday and you don't know what's going to be on tonight. You've got three hours to brace yourself for, which sometimes is a little bit tough. Uh, you have three hours and you have you have one match, right? You know, so if you're on Twitter, uh, you can follow WWE and they'll tell you eventually all the but follow all the cards. us at but CAW yeah. Wrestling. Pod hey, that first. was my line. <laughs> I got to take your line. You do it every week. Uh, but transitioning over to. The secondary promotion, or whatever Triple yeah, H wants to call company. it, the T-shirt, the glorified T-shirt <laughs> company, uh, AEW. We've got a new, I guess not new debuted, but new debuted tournament. Uh, another one of Tony Khan's specials. This is uh, good. The, the is pressure a, is on the women's division, right? It is a single eliminator with eight women. Uh, well, seven, seven women. I apologize. Seven. Tony Storm gets a bye because she uh, is enacting her rematch clause, uh, so she gets an automatic bye into the Fatal Four Way at All In. We saw Soraya get the win over Sky Blue. Uh, and, of course, the reigning champion, Hikaru Shida, won over Anna Jay. Uh, and now the only thing we have left is Britt Baker versus a returning form- uh, bunny. I almost said formally injured, but I feel like that's weird <laughs> to say. But, yeah, she was injured. Uh, I'm she's really back. excited about that match coming yeah. up on Dynamite. Yeah, and you, have, I have, you and I have talked about this. I mean, I'm, I'm sure I already know your, your choice. You think that Britt Baker's obviously going to win. I just... Uh, all right, look at look at the bracket. Look mm-hmm. at the history behind AEW. Right. And this is a history-making pay-per-view. Right. I feel like you would be silly not to per- put the first woman who was signed to AEW in this match. This makes sense with Hikaru Shida, who's been there forever, who was right. one of the first AEW champions. So you have that long-term storytelling with that. But you have, like... 
I think a better redemption at her and Soraya. Mm. I personally wasn't the biggest fan of what happened between Britt Baker and Soraya as far as their matches went. Right. There was a lot of hype and it didn't really perform to its expectations in my personal opinion. So that would be a nice refreshing way of doing that. And then Tony Storm, who's been one of the most dominant champions. I really feel like it would have been Jamie Hayter. Right. If she wasn't injured. She can't. She's injured. Yeah, she's uh, hurt. But it, so they're going with what they about, have. And these four women, I think, are going to have a phenomenal match. Don't get me wrong. I don't think Bunny would have had a bad match here. But I feel like you can't do this huge of a, a pivotal moment. And she was in all in. Right. You know, it just doesn't feel right without Britt Baker. I can understand where you're coming from. The only thing that I could see swaying this story a little bit is that Thunder Rosa has hinted to returning Ooh. very soon. Uh-huh. As of last week, I believe. She well, said yeah, we she saw a video with her soon. and Doc yep. that said she was returning. She's going to have... A, she had a five-minute trial match, apparently, this week to see how she reacted to it. Uh, I haven't heard anything negative yet, so, I mean, the, the only reason I have my doubts about, about Britt Baker winning over the bunny, I'm not saying that... Everything you said is 100% on point. There's a history. There is a good reason why Britt Baker should go to this but you give an opportunity to to a not so seasoned individual you still have number one enough star power in this match between Soraya Tony Storm and Hikaru you put Bunny in there it'll elevate her you put Britt Baker against Thunder Rosa at a singles match in either all in or all out hmm Interesting take. I, I like the idea of it being a little bit different than what you would expect, but I still feel like the overall AEW diehard fans are going to be really disappointed to not see Britt going for the belt. The understandable. Belt in women's but if wrestling. this was WWE and they didn't do that exact thing, I feel like everybody's argument would be the exact opposite. Oh, well, WWE, that's how they do this anyways. I, f- I feel like this would throw such a wrench into people's way of looking at at Absolutely. how they book things that. instead of giving you exactly what you would expect exactly what everybody deserves exactly what everybody wants you throw a wrench in there and you throw the bunny in there whether she's going to win it or not is sure. is, reg- is is not part of this yeah. conversation but you put a, put that there and then you bring up something that has been a a rivalry since they both started and have said had some of the best matches in their rivalry you could put that at an, e- an even higher high on the biggest card of AEW's history and have one of those quote-unquote WrestleMania moments between two people that, honest to God, probably deserve it. Brick Baker deserves... She can get that championship again, but she needs more than just that championship. She needs that spotlight again because she's that good and she has not been anywhere near that spotlight and I think putting on another match like the caliber of the one that they had between her and Thunder Rosa and then unsanctioned lights out match is fitting for something like all in we're talking about booking women's wrestling better oh sure but we're also talking about taking somebody who hasn't who hasn't really wrestled in months right who not trying to be that guy i have a similar back injury to what she has i understand that that's difficult to do so and put her in the biggest wrestling pay-per-view ever you put a belt on i don't know you put a belt on her who, Thunder Rosa? How yeah. did they do that? No, I'm saying they've put a belt on her. Oh, they've I know gi- they believe in her. They've given that trust to her already. Right. She was sidelined with an injury. No, no, no. I'm not saying I'm she doesn't saying have the skill. The, I'm, I'm not, saying can she perform I think at she that has the level to do so. after being out and not wrestling in nine, ten months, almost oh, a year? 
I understand. It's a it's a hot take. I'm going to be honest with you. It's a little bit of a hot take, but it brings the spotlight to something different, unexpected, which I love. I don't I don't really like when things go exactly the way that you think they're going to. I like the the oh, but no, I did this for this reason. You know, with the whole bloodline thing. I, I like right. to be surprised, and that would be a really big surprise, for sure. I mean, they almost kind of. But you think it's to, too big of a surprise? I think it's too. Uh, I just think that's going to be too disappointing that Brit doesn't get that opportunity to go for the belt, and now you're putting Thunder Rosa and the Bunny, who have both been out for a really long time, back into such a huge match. I think that they need both of them need time back on TV to get the audience more interested in them again. Because after everything that Thunder Rosa has done, especially with Britt Baker backstage, that's kind of a weird... They've made amends about it, though. They've been very public about it. They've I been, know. But they've been very public hard. about squashing would... that beef, so it's not like a CM Punk and Elite But I was going to say, it almost feels like that. It's like having Kenny Omega and CM Punk no, fight see, right away. These girls, are, are they, put on their, they put on their big girl <laughs> panties and walked into a room and said, hey, guess what? I fucked up. I'm sorry. Can we be okay again? And, that's and they great. all went, you know what? That's good enough. Thank you so much for saying something. As they shook hands. Be. And they walked out of that room like professionals right. fucking should. As it should be. So I don't know if they should continue that. So again, w- with a podcast about wrestling, if you're going to talk about WWE, you can't not talk about the bloodline. Right. But I feel like in AEW, if you're going to bring up those three letters, you can't not talk about Better than you, baby. Baby. And all of these little vignettes they've been doing, these trips they've been going on, <laughs> these interactions they've been having with people. It's, it's one of the things that I look forward to the most. It is. In, I, I, when I say this, I don't mean that it is the equivalent of the Bloodline storyline. I do not mean that this, what, yeah, this is apples five, oranges six here. weeks of MJF and Adam Cole is the same as two and a half years of Roman Reigns right. being the most dominant force <laughs> in all of professional wrestling. But We're just talking about like peak, like our personal peak. This has been one of the best storylines that I have seen AEW do. It's great. I don't know where this came from, who came up with it, but it all started with the random pull of MJF and Adam Cole being mm-hmm. in a tag team together. Well, even before that, I don't think anybody thought that after that that 30 was I think it was a 30 minute match right or it was a 60 minutes they yeah, went to the time limit yeah either way that when they went to the time limit draw for the AEW world championship between MJF and Adam Cole I don't think anyone could have thought that these two could still be in a program that is at the heights that it is right now right and have nothing to match. do with the AEW world championship it does. To a degree, it does. But, but it's the so main focus around. is not that. The main no. focus is the friendship right. between MJF <laughs> and Adam Cole. It is so refreshing and, and to see something silly and goofy like this and how it is. nobody can talk shit about it because it's so goddamn good. And nobody even cares that they lost to FTR. They're like, okay, yep, that's fine. Yeah. No big deal. It didn't even break up any idea of this tag team being a thing. It goes so well with the idea that MJF is all of a sudden like a light switch turned face and has just won over the AEW. Oh, yeah. We joke every week that they everybody and and us included Mm -hmm. are just 
eating right goats. out of MJF's hand. We are the goats at the farm, and MJF is walking around after he put his quarter in the little machine and got all the little brown pellets. He is walking around all of AEW's audience <laughs> and just saying, "Yo, I bet you Here's want some." Handful. And he's not, he's giving handful. you like he's giving you the crumbs from the pellets, not even the whole pellets. <laughs> he's just like, "Oh, here you go." And then he just and takes you one love pellet. It. You love it. Five weeks ago, he took one pellet and he just <laughs> threw it into the crowd, and all of the goats went crazy, like, "Oh my God, he's such a generous, generous guy." And he's he. We are. We're just eating out of his hand, and it is the, it is the best angle that w, or AEW has done. I love it. I am a mark for it. Call me you, a wrestling weenie. Call me whatever you your, want. I'm I'm in love with this. You got to give your line. your credit to MJF though, because the uh, the acting and the ability to just overnight change your opinion about mm-hmm. him being this complete asshole. It took him what two weeks total to change. Yes. He changed from like massive shit face uh-huh. or shit heel to being a face to everybody in the crowd screaming double clothes. He on. went from the scumbag to your scumbag. Yeah. And he knows it, and so do you. Yep. It's I, so good. I just love it. And so, Adam Cole is, I mean, t- like, white hot baby face and just g- getting, like, nuclear hot. Oh, and it's, it's just better. Insane. Because they, they do. They take the time to, on social media, talk to talk about each other. But they do these videos every week. And the way that they set it up this week video was Adam, Goal, Adam Cole was going to take MJF out. On a bro date. On like a bromance, you know, kind of thing. MJF. Celebrate their friendship, of, you know? Yeah. What you, do with your, what you do with your friend on a Friday night. Exactly. You want to get out of the house and go so have some fun. So he didn't you know? really ask any questions, and Adam Cole took him to basically like a trampoline park. A trampoline park. He wasn't you, really excited about and, it. You know what? At, at 36 years old, I had to think about how old I am. I, I wouldn't mind going to a trampoline park. A well, buddy you're of mine. not MJF, you know? Could you imagine if Jade Koth called me and said, hey, Mark. <laughs> going to go to the trampoline park? Go to the trampoline park? I'm like, well, you're going to die from. You know, your lung's exploding because you smoke too much. <laughs> but, sure. Let's give it a go. Let's go. I'll drag your carcass out and throw it in the back well, of the car. Well, you gotta give it to Max because he, he goes for it. He totally first goes he, for it. Well, I think the only reason he went for it is because he found his calling. If he ever gets injured to where he can't do wrestling anymore. <laughs> like, dodgeball I, his calling. Dodgeball is what he's at. Like, he decimated those poor kids. I love... Again, who is writing this? I don't know, but they did a, they had a great way to shoot it. And then that little girl gives them both the double middle fingers. People have said, actually, that that is an indicator because Adam Cole, like, after she gave the double fingers to the two of them, said, you're both too old to be here. When he, like, turned to MJF and said, one more. People are trying to, to translate that into, oh, that means Adam Cole's going heel. That means that he's going to be a bad guy now because he told MJF to hit a little girl. Right, after he got, you know, two middle fingers thrown in his face right. by some little girl. You know, I think that's what they've got here is they've got IWC us- growing hard. Yeah, they've got us all like right there again, just like the bloodline where it's like, well, what are they going to do next week? How is this going to pan out? How is MJF not going to be a heel next week? You know, they got me because who would have ever, ever in a million years guessed that MJF was going to suggest to Adam Cole that they not only do the main event of All In, but they also do with Zero Hour and they're challenging for for something that Max has said is very important to Adam Cole. Oh yeah, and Adam Cole. ROH Tag Team Championships. Adam Cole has made it very clear that as well. Yeah, we're getting Aussie Open versus Which, Better Than going, You Bay Bay. Going zero back to hour. what I was talking about, they've they have continued a storyline that no one would have thought would have been involved right. in. On top connecting of, Adam Cole to ROH. On top of Brilliant. giving another, uh, giving more life to a an additional storyline with the same people. Right. And it's it, it's one of those things to where if you weren't excited about 
all in, if you were only excited about even just the friendship of MJF and Adam Cole, right. you now have a reason to watch all in. You have yeah. you, you have a reason hour, to put it free. on. And I <laughs> I don't know if it's a smart idea. I They've don't know if putting your main here. event I don't know if they're if putting your main event participants in a match mere hours before the biggest event of your company's history, something that could potentially destroy your product, have it not go well. Right. Because it if could. you sell you sell eighty thousand tickets, you make a big deal that this is the biggest wrestling event of all time right. of the modern age. Right. And you don't deliver because one of your one of your stars from the main event is injured in a pre a, a, a pre a match, pre-show a match. Pre-show match. Right. That's going to go terribly. I mean, you I, th- they've got to have a backup. If they didn't have any type of backup plan for this, that's ridiculous. This but isn't even a like, backup plan is going to be a cheap imitation of the know, hype that this has got. And I understand that, too. But that's why I have to think that there's not going to be a lot of wrestling to the match. Or Have you thought at all about what you think might happen? What I think this? might happen? I think they might actually sell an injury in the. For in, I think MJF might sell an injury in the tag match in the pre, in the. Uh, oh, are they going to pull a WWE? Well, no. Think about he it. He can't wrestle. He can't wrestle. He's cleared though, <laughs> or you know, he's cleared. I he's think, hurt. But I think that's going <laughs> to be something that they're going to play with the entire pay per view because okay. you, it, whether it's the first match or it's the last match of the pre matches, right? Mm-hmm. It, it happens because it starts at twelve. So let's say it goes for an hour. It means at one o'clock. You have MJF going, ow, my knee. I okay. can't wrestle. And they they lose the tag match. Okay. Number one, MJF costs them the tag titles again. Okay. So he's just doing this for vengeance. Number perhaps. two, it puts him in a position that they sell the entire pay-per-view. Oh, my God, is MJF going to be able to sure. perform? Sure. Keeps people watching, Oh, my watching, God. Right? You know, Roderick Strong, I told you he was going to do this. And okay. it's going to... That's Maybe. what I think is going to happen. Okay. All right. I think they're going bu- they, to take both of these extremely hot stories and combine them in a way that is going to make you want to watch all in from beginning to I agree. end. And I it think it's more storyline than wrestling. All out. Yeah, I think 100%. it's going to be more storyline and that's why I think it's going to be okay because I think that they're not going to have a 30 minute, you know, zero hour match right. and then go an hour for the main event. I think it's going to be something like you said. I didn't think of it going that perspective to where MJF, you know, fakes an injury or something, but right. I thought maybe something would break it up or maybe Roddy comes he's always in and said, it breaks it up. He's still a scumbag. Oh, he never denied that. He never that. denied that. And I could not see him not trying to get out of losing that title with by uh-huh. any means necessary. So what does he do like right at the end before the main event? I'm good? I don't know. That, I don't know. <laughs> I think it's going to get to that point, and that's going to be everybody is going to be glued to the TV right. because everybody wants to know. Right. It's, 50, it's five minutes before the main event, and MJF has six bags of ice on his knee, uh-huh. and the doc, but the doctor's going, but he's still good. This, the, this is going to be, I'm going to say it now, this is going to be the match that we're going to be talking about for the rest of the year. I hope so. Something is planned here. They didn't do all if this not the match, and the put all this line. momentum and the steam behind all this just to have it be a regular match and MJF retains and we move on and nothing else happens. There is something here for both of them. And again, I don't know who's part of writing all this, but it is, it's to me, the most exciting thing in wrestling right now. It's so, I, I just can't it, wait for so it every week. I love it. I love it. So as we know, we have Adam Cole and MJF headlining the biggest talked about wrestling event coming up with All In in London here in a few weeks. 
it wouldn't be fair to not talk about the most talked about wrestler who will not be main eventing, but I, I we have so many links to this person. This is the Kevin Bacon of AEW's roster. roster, CM Punk. Yep, has, you love him, you hate him. Either way, he's, I feel like he there's no in between. One of the most polarizing <laughs> figures in wrestling of the past probably 30 years. Yep, and uh, a dominating force in Collision now, which has been. Yeah, he's a collider. He is. Yes, colliders. Um, also, real quick, just got a shout out. Uh, regardless of your opinion about CM Punk, I've got a shout out. He always always ends up having some type of T-shirt. Whether it's uh, due to the writer's strike that's going on, whether it's trans kids' rights, he always goes out Women's of his rights. way. Women's rights. He always goes out of his way to, you know, make sure that you know that if you don't agree with his opinions, you know, kind of fuck you. So, <laughs> Hey, you know what? At least he's taking his platform and for, making yeah, it an opportunity good, to, to be a good guy a good about yeah. it and trying yeah. to be. And we're an all equal podcast here we love yeah, we everybody ha- oh, i was gonna say we hate everybody no we love everybody <laughs> well, I, I regardless mean, of who you are okay. we love it yeah and i feel like cm punk's been a controversial Ying person Yang, but as of now he is <laughs> taking his time to use it in a good platform and this week again he well took maybe, that maybe not this week his platform he used a little bit after hours oh we'll, i wasn't talking about that we'll i was just that. talking about the sag t-shirt we'll but yeah that. nonetheless we will get to that but we had the match between the trios tag champions the house of black with brody king malachi black and buddy matthews taking not on, murphy not murphy <laughs> taking on cmftr and if i need to tell you who's in that tag team i don't think you watch the product uh for like i said for the trios CM tag Punk titles, and FTR, i'll tell you uh there Spoiler. was no no House of Blue or House of Blues. House of Blues. There was no House of Black uh, rule. There was no stipulation. I mean, it's CM Punk and FTR. CM Punk, after the match, after the uh, the cameras were off, did say he requested that the House of Black do not do any chops. Uh, and he is very angry because the House of Black did well, do chops. that was unofficial. So, well, you know. What did you expect? Uh, I, I, what did I expect? I, expect, no. <laughs> we, I think we got. I think everybody got exactly what we expected with this match. This this was interesting because I feel like it was a, the same situation as like Aussie Open with Better Than You, Baby. It's like right. who wins at this? Right now, you know, because gra- you've got six belts in this match. Mm-hmm. You know, you got obviously the trios champions, but you have the tag team champions, and then you have CM Punk with the real the world champion, real worlds. You champion. know, there's six there's six belts here. How do right. you how do you That's let there be a loser here? That's a lot of hardware. There's a lot of tattoo work in that ring. There is a lot of tattoo work and a lot um, of straight edge dudes in here, which is yeah. insane when you look at them. You wouldn't think so, but but this uh, now I might be a little bit biased because this involves six of my most favorite wrestlers to watch on current. Sure, TV. same. I love Regardless me. I, of I platform, love me yeah. some House of Black. I am I'm a Brody King fan. Through and through, I'm actually oh, yeah. wearing. I know that he's not he's not part of the podcast, but he's you know supported by Hard Lore. I'm, I'm actually Story wearing the shirt. <laughs> I'm wearing the shirt right now. Like I, I'm a diehard Brody King fan. God's hate uh, that whole like click. Malachi Black, I have grown to absolutely love ever since he's coming to it, when he was in WWE and now in AEW. Buddy is probably um, one of the most dominating forces in wrestling. Oh yeah, Buddy Matthews. Can't wait to see I, I've completely under under you or under realized what he yeah. the capabilities of him and then uh, the FTR and CM Punk I mean they're trying to yeah. world tag team champions former or current real world's champion <laughs> where I mean there's a, there's but a lot this of match here. was like 
it, it, I loved it. It hit on every every single one of, of my I like these match points. I don't have a list. Don't ask me for them. Eat a butt. Um, but the, the, I, I just loved it. I the idea loved was like whenever somebody came into the ring and there was a tag, the intention was that certain people were locking up with certain people. And right. that was really, really interesting was they kind of kept it that way. Right. And the focus point and the most pivotal point of that was really Malachi and CM Punk having the similar styles. Uh, it's always been kind of a dream thing that everybody has wanted to see. The cross they train together. sit down in the ring. Yeah, and they had that moment. You know, they did the thing. They're where both they sat, straight edge you know? coming out of the hardcore community or punk community, whatever you want to call it. So, yeah, the, the similarities there are almost one-to-one. Yeah, it was great. Uh, I did see, I mean, that is one That is one of the more important things that came out of this match, but one of the other th- things that were, more, that were important, uh, Brody King tweeted this morning, I pinned you. Give me your belt. Oh, I Brody did not King was the one that, that. Well, Brody King was the one that pinned Dax to get the win for the for House uh-huh. of Black. I mean, I don't think that's an argument, or I think that's an argument for uh, a tag okay. title match. Okay, I'm just saying, just col- but belt collectors just just because. I mean, why not? I would I'd okay. give that there. That man has broad enough shoulders. I'm sure he can hold a couple belts across him. <laughs> I mean. It, but yeah, I, I thought that was kind of interesting. So maybe we'll see something that later on okay. down the road. And also, we have to take—I I have to take a second to say congrats to Buddy. He yep. got engaged to Rhea Ripley this yep. week. I don't—I don't know how he locked that one down, but wow. good for him. I mean, great for you. I mean, they I, both. I, won. I guess he must what a not. Couple. He must not be active on on social media very much because no. If you look at Rhea Ripley's social media, even if you just look at her mentions in Twitter, <laughs> uh, it is a slew of just. The most vile individuals I've ever... Yeah, some of the stuff on there is a little bit bad, but good for them. I'm glad Buddy Murphy and Rhea Ripley, no, or Buddy Matthews... No. Well, I, he has to be Buddy Murphy at the wedding, because the WWE won't allow him to be Buddy Matthews. They will never, ever allow them to get married. She's <laughs> dumb-dumb. He was at the Hall of dumb, Fame. Dumb. Yeah, and they cut him so out. Good. They cut so him good. out of the shot. Do you think they went up to him and they said, listen, your sitting arrangement is Buddy has to be all the way on the outside yes, so we well, can no, get no, 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 100%, else. because even more further... Even further into the story which if you don't know this is absolutely hysterical buddy used to date dominic's sister yes in real life yes so the whole idea that Rhea was mad at dominic's sister when ray was celebrating like his 20 years or something yep. was just absolutely which was hysterical a few, i think it was like six or seven months ago yeah it was absolutely hysterical because oh, she like kidnapped dom and like beat the shit out of him and, and then, i think she pie faced her if i remember right something like then that Rhea so they had like some real interaction i don't i doubt they have real life heat otherwise I doubt it. they wouldn't but it, keep it but, but it, was, it was if you knew you knew well that right there that was when like the big uh, and we're getting to like fucking wrestling gossip but that was when like it started to come into the public eye that buddy and Rhea were dating that's yeah. when it started coming out so because, of course that was just hysterical but right. yeah they totally 100% did the hall of fame uh, induction with the two of them yeah, on just, the opposite end they so did they that cut thing, them out <laughs> they did that thing with uh, when you have your MySpace photos and you download them but your ex-boyfriend or ex-girlfriend's to one side of you and you, you just, just crop. you crop that side out and you're just like <laughs> yeah no it was a great time at Six Flags uh, <laughs> I went by myself well talking well going back to CM Punk um, after the House of Black match, they ended up losing. And, you know, this has been like a reoccurring theme with AEW that after at least one of the shows each week, somebody has something to say. And uh, CM Punk using his his platform, his, yes. his notori- notoriety, to uh, send a message to Hangman. And uh, yeah. I got the audio queued up here. There was a lot here. of Hangman signs in the crowd. And they were in right. Hangman country, but they were also in well, FTR you, country. You've got, I mean, you always get that mixed, that mixed uh, 
reaction with CM Punk, but you always get the same reaction with uh, Hangman whenever he comes out. But here, I've got the audio queued up. I actually got intelligent enough to get it ready, so here it is. This is CM Punk minutes after uh, AAW Collision went off the air at, ele- at uh, what was it, 11 p.m., 10 p.m. figured out why they call him Hangman is because the pegs in the toy aisle are full of Hangman action figures because nobody wants to buy them. Oh! You, you son of a bitch! He's a peg warmer. Unlike me, who moves merchandise and pops ratings and sells toys. What is a fact is the people who say that certainly aren't the chin of AEW because they, the lights go out faster than would than what? GTS, go to sleep. I don't know what I'm trying to do. I got locked too. All right, so. <laughs> this just makes me think that, hey, uh, CM Punk had to go to like Walmart to like stock up on his all natural deodorant or something and went into the toy aisle. To stock yeah, why? Why is a fifty or a fifty year old man going in the toy aisle? I mean, don't, yeah, it was Although, a good. I mean, rip. all these wrestlers are fucking toy collectors anyway. Right, Ethan Page. It was a good rip. It took me a second. I was like, Hangman. Okay, all right. Yeah, it I was mean, a good it was, rip. It was a good rip. I, I, I don't think the, the the rip in what he said is not really the the what the takeaway here. I think the takeaway is this is the first time that we've had any mention besides when the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega were. Making fun of you know the bite and yeah. the 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 uh, the the lariat and this is the first time that we've heard <laughs> anything out of at least punk side right in a public forum except for that like UFC no, I don't think it was UFC it was some type of like fighting thing that he was in he's right, like oh right. you don't want me backstage but, but other was, than that this is directed it's been exactly quiet. at both camps have been qu- yeah, you know silent there have been a little bit of you know it happened but we're trying to get past it and that was about all we've seen. And now we see Punk specifically calling out Hangman. And, I, I mean, I, I know we're, it's, you know, cameras are off. It's not part, you know, part of the show. Right. Somebody, quote, unquote, leaked it, whatever you want to call it. We're in 2023. Well, I mean, they know they're going to leak Exactly. It. <laughs> everybody knows that this is, everybody has their camera up when right. CM Punk pulls up the microphone after the cameras goes off. Right. Because everybody knows, oh, he could say something, and he did. I'm just interested with... Samoa Joe giving him the challenge of to finish their epic battle against each other at all yeah. in CM Punk not even addressing it yet. No. Um and the elite not having or uh, not the elite but Hangman not having anything to do with all in or really anything with AEW sure. right now. Well, Samoa Joe did also choke CM Punk out and pulled him over right, the barricade. Right, because he didn't respond. Right, because he didn't respond. Um but it's just interesting to see what are we leading into with this. This has got to be like sure. I can't see how this isn't an angle. Like I'm thinking I, this I, is like some long term storytelling. Not this, only past, or is this punk talking shit again? It could be just hey, I'm here. Why not? Sprinkling a little bit of obviously, I'm I'm shaved head CM Punk. I could be heel. You know right. how that is. Um, it could be. I'm kind of thinking it's some long term storytelling, which AEW gets a lot of crap for. Mm-hmm. That they are. For moving the momentum forward with Samoa Joe and CM Punk at all in, which it should right. be. But then they're telling uh, like a story for after that's all said and done that they're going to return back to that. Right. 
that's kind of what I'm hoping here is that they're they're leading into that, and it wasn't just some random shit talk. Because I, I mean, they were I can't see. I can't see AEW being stupid enough to let Punk say something like that and not cut the mic or exactly. I, I just they're they're smarter than that. They know right. how fast social media goes. It right. goes faster than television at this point. That's the intention, you know. You know? I, I yeah. Again, I just find it interesting that we're finally getting talk of this. And of course, everybody when this whole thing's happened is people have all like, oh, it's just too personal. Right. Uh, you know, it's just it'll never be a story because it was something that could have really hurt the company. It'll never be. You know, they'll never bring it up. And I, I again, I we mean, we argued this when it initially Matt happened Hardy and Punk and was Edge? supposed to come back. I mean, yeah, you turn You're controversy me- into an angle, and yeah. it's money. It, because right. people really have feelings behind that stuff. And it's, you don't it's have the to emotional fake it. connection. It's, it's that emotional connection that people have with wrestling. Right. There's no when I watch wrestling and I want the good guy to win, it's not just because I mean sometimes yes, I have my fan favorites, but in a storyline aspect, there's a reason why you're rooting for a certain person. And I think that's what they're doing with this is they're like, okay, we can utilize a real life situation that was a bad situation for us mm-hmm. and and use it once both yeah, parties people are, know about it why not talk about it instead of right. just burying it instead let's of use it for like a storyline right you know so i i'm hoping that it wasn't cm punk talking out his ass because it's it's i hope not to they he, i don't think he can afford to do another not that a brawl out was bad but you know just his I don't, career can't risk that and AEW can't risk that again you yeah know? AEW would just have even more slander put on the internet wrestling community would absolutely just shit on it but I do think as long as this is an angle as long as this is just push some type of storyline whether it's the elite versus CMTF or whether it is uh, just punk versus just hangman single, sure. whether Kenny Omega is involved whether Don Callis gets involved whether right. uh, cheeseburger from ROH gets involved okay, I, whatever but- the angle is I, I, I'm I'm hoping that's all it is because it could be something that we could all really sink our teeth into. Oh, sure. And Hangman needs a singles, a good singles competitive run again. Right. He hasn't really done a whole lot on his own. A lot of people obviously now are spending their time shitting on Adam uh, on Twitter, which is unfortunate. He's had a lot of great matches. I don't know why. I've said everybody's kind of turning away from him, which is unfortunate. Um, what really throws a wrench into this whole entire thing is also on Collision. We had Ricky Starks come out at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tony Schiavone was talking to him. Informing him he's been suspended. He's been suspended for 30 days, which means he can't fight it all in and he can't fight it all out, which is interesting if you think of it in that pr- perspective. Yeah. yeah. He said that he has a manager's license. He's going to start next week. How does that tie into CM Punk? Because he also said, CM Punk, I'm not done with you. So oh, it's he like, basically said he's, wait, he's, he's declaring war on him. Yeah, he's got three. CM Punk has three people that want to fight him right mm-hmm. now. Oh, I believe it's more than three people. I'm just saying, three There's people just that three are people out and on about. Camera. Not even Jay, who called him out before. Mm-hmm. Jay White said he wanted it. So what are they going to do? Have multiple people fight at the same time? Maybe it all out? Or, I don't know. Or afterwards? or I don't know, but it's... It, interesting. it's I, I can't help but see that FTR is continuously siding on CM Punk's side and I know CM CM FTR has been a thing but I can't help to feel like they're building up to something of course because you have the AEW tag champions and a and I will say a self-proclaimed world's champion right constantly defending one another and I can't see how this can't develop into something really interesting with the elite sure like you know, they've got, got their own thing going on. I at, mean, we've already got FTR. FTR will be taking on the Young Bucks at All In for uh, That's again the rubber match. The rubber match, right? Uh, I just 
I could see this rolling it all out. There's just so many storylines and so much potential with that, mm-hmm. with so many multiple people. And even this week, uh, Hobbs called out Miro. Yeah. Oh. There's just so many good things. Oh, my oh God, so talk good. about the pop. So um, good. And I loved how they did it. They didn't make either man look weak. They had Miro come in and was distracted long enough to where Hobbs was able to get one up on him. So it didn't make it look like he was able to overpower Miro, and it didn't make Miro... It didn't look like Hobbs was too weak to defend himself against Correct. talk and all that shit. Right. It, he took God, a, Hobbs was great. Oh, yeah. Both of them do. Oh, Both yeah. of them do. Oh, yeah. But, but I just, I liked how they did that. They had two big dudes that you knew could probably just go one for one, and you were able to give one the upper hand without making the other one look weak. Right. It just, it, he caught an I'm opportunity time, opportunist yeah. time, and, and got the better of somebody. I don't know what they're doing with it. I don't give a shit. But it, see, that's the thing is that there's I'm going back to my 16-year-old, so I like seeing big man meet yeah, slap. The, 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 again, potential for storyline has got you just hooked every week to where you can't just watch one show. If, if there's anybody out there that just watches just Dynamite or just Collision. You're crazy. You're missing even, other things. Even Rampage just watching Raw pivotal. or just SmackDown. Like, you're crazy. Missing you're missing so much. so much. Yeah, watch them all like us. <laughs> all right, so coming up this week on Dynamite, we've got some matches announced. We have the Young Bucks. Uh, we'll be taking on one half of Bullet bang, Club bang, Gold, gang. the Bang Bang Gang, the Guns. Uh, we are also going to see a Texas Chainsaw Massacre death match between Jeff Je- Jeff Jarrett and Jeff Hardy. Lots of Jeffs. This Jeff, is Jeff, really Jeff, Jeff. bringing back some TNA uh, vibes between the two of them here. And I know it's a plug for a video game, but hear me out. This is such a good opportunity for a hardy compound like cinematic cinematic well, the, match with the chainsaw and if you look at the picture what what is jeff jarrett hitting a flower he with is a hitting a chair? flower with a with a, with a oh, guitar, with the guitar I'm sorry. Uh, but it's cinematic indeed because uh jeff jarrett has alluded that leatherface himself might show up yes i don't know how they're gonna pull that off i hope we just see jeff jarrett in a leatherface outfit and be mm, <laughs> so good uh we also have an aw international title match between orange cassidy taking on wheeler yuda of the blackpool Ooh. combat clip for just what 20 ninth title defense yeah, this guy's of the international 40, guys. title like if you didn't know orange cassidy is 40 Looks years amazing old amazing for 40 he comes out every week and defends this title i mean this is the workhorse of AEW between him and also Athena. doesn't doesn't have a title or doesn't have a match for uh all in. Oh, I swear it's going to be him and John. You've been saying that for weeks. If it's not him and John, then it's got to be. It's got to be BCC versus House of Black at All In. I hope. Oh, that's a come blo- on. That is Tell a me lot that of blood. Be sick. That's a lot of blood. I know. You bleed different when you're overseas. <laughs> Does it swirl the opposite? It swirls way? the opposite <laughs> way. Uh, actually, it goes up your head instead of down your head. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, we'll also see a tag team match between Darby Allen and Nick Wayne versus the Gates of Agony, Bishop Khan and Toa Leona. God, and who wrote all these matches for I, Dynamite? You know, I can see Darby and Nick getting the win over this, but God, they're going to be hurt. At the no risk of what? I mean, what is, and, um, what, is, what is Darby Allen give a shit about risk? I mean, yeah. Yeah, Khan and Toa Leona are going to tear these two guys apart. Oh, absolutely. Nick uh, Wayne's going to get ripped from limb to limb, but he's going to look great. And that's oh, yeah. the goal. <laughs> uh, but, and then we're going to see the final, determine the final participant in the AEW Women's Champion, four-way championship match Yes, as we talked about before, and the very controversial match. Between the between Bunny and the, Dr. Uh, Britt Baker, DMD. Uh, the coffee and wrestling uh we just don't match up in that one right well, there. Well, I mean, so. you do need to bow down and acknowledge me. I am the the uh, coffee and wrestling prediction champion. Don't talk smack. You've only won once this year. It doesn't matter. <laughs> winning once, winning a thousand times. I hold the championship. Thank you very but much. But nonetheless, bow down nonetheless, to your king. Dynamite is a, a definite can't miss this week. 
Uh, we have nothing for Rampage so far, which is pretty typical, but we do have a few matches set for AEW Collision on Saturday. Diamante will be taking on Willow Nightingale. That's stemming from the match. Uh, Diamante has kind of had an opportunity to be under Mercedes Martinez's wing and mm -hmm. Uh, well, she said she's, uh, or, uh, I'm sorry, Athena said she needs, she's got what it takes, but she needs to change something. Yeah, and so I think her tagging it. up with Mercedes and kind of teaming up a little bit is that exact thing she needs to push herself a little bit higher because she's a good wrestler. And I do like that she's kind of changed her gimmick a little bit away from that, that uh, Miami Cholo yeah. Chica uh, bandana wearing kind of look. I like it. I, I, I not that it was a bad her look for her. And Kiera look great after spending some time in ROH. But Diamante has, I think she's she's much how much like how Powerhouse Hobbs was when he first came in. They rounded out his edges a little bit. And exactly. I think they're doing that with Diamante, exactly. and I think this is a great way to do it. Yeah, I'm really excited for her to face my girl Willow Nightingale. But very interesting take this week. Darby Allen said that he was going to be calling out the winner between Luchasaurus and. Was it Brock Anderson that yes. he fought this week? Yes, Arn Anderson and Brock Anderson came out. Uh, they looked like it just looked like the old, it looked like an old version and a young version of the same guy. <laughs> I know. Control C, Control V. I Good know, right? God. Um, so they came out, they fought, and Darby Allen said that he was going to face the winner of that match at All Out. Of course, Luchasaurus ends up winning. What's really interesting is they actually gave us the pay per view match for Collision this week because. Who better to face Darby Allen than Christian Cage? I mean, that's the real TNT champion. Well, I mean, you've so. got to beat the real TNT champion before you go against the guy who won the TNT champion. Sure. And I feel like Darby has to win this, but this is another storyline that's just so good. What if he didn't, though? Like, I'm the, so sold we on Christian. We were talking about earlier about how funny or how, you know, sometimes they, they do that swerve on you. How right? silly would it be if Christian won and he had to face Luchasaurus at All In? For the TNT Championship. That would be hilarious. That'd be that amazing. That doesn't take away Darby's shot at Lucha at All Out. But it, it, just, it might. Christian I, might turn it into, well, what are you talking about? I'm the champion. Like, we give me my belt. And then Lucha's like, nah, you fucking asshole. I don't know, but Christian is gold. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I love it. Uh, on top of that, we, uh, of course, we're, like I said, we're building up to All In. Uh, we've got a few matches announced. We've already talked about Aussie Open. We'll be taking on MJF and Adam Cole. And I will tell you right now, as much as I love Adam Cole and MJF, Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. I, 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 yeah, I put my fingers up in that weird Sorry. little thing we do in yeah. Aussie Open all day. I hope they don't. I don't hope they never lose these these right. ROH tag titles. Or if they do, they at least go to the AEW division of the tag teams. Uh, we also that's going to be on the on the pre matches. Uh, the only four matches that we've got announced for All In the main card is we have FTR will be taking on the Young Bucks for that. Rubber match for the AEW World Tag Team Championships. Hikaru Shida, Tony Storm, Soraya, and the winner between Britt Baker and The Bunny for the AEW Women's World Championship in a four-way match. Darby Allen and Sting will be in tag action with the Mogul Embassy, which consists of A.R. Fox and Swerve Strickland, of course, with Prince Nana. Yes, in a coffin match. And a tag team coffin Hell match. Yeah, which A.R. Is just a tornado tag team match with a coffin, which I love. Right, right. Uh, and then, of course, once again, revisiting the hottest storyline in all of AEW, MGF and Adam Cole in a singles match for the AEW World Championship. And we also have an all-out match announced, like you said earlier, Luchasaurus versus Darby Allen for the TNT Championship the following day. 
week? following day. The following, following week. week. Yes, yeah, just one week apart. So there are rumors that there is going to be maybe a streaming platform or some type of way to purchase mm-hmm. both of the pay-per-views together right. because they are only one week apart. But already... At almost like a discounted rate for the two of them. Exactly, because they want you to watch both. I mean, right. obviously, if people are going to have a choice, they'd rather watch All In than All Out. But they're already starting to announce the matches for it at, in Chicago. Yeah, and Chicago is one of their best venues. Every time yep. they go to Chicago, it's an absolute stunner of a, of a yeah, crowd. Yeah, and that venue is where Collision started. So, Well, there you go. All right, I think that's going to do it for this episode of Coffee and Wrestling, a wrestling podcast. I want to thank everybody so much for joining us this episode. Make sure you start your week every week with a fresh episode of Coffee and Wrestling. Monday mornings, I post them at 4.30, 4 o'clock, so it's there when you wake up. But make sure you join us every week. You can make sure you follow us on Twitter at CAW Wrestling Pod, where we tweet every Raw, SmackDown, uh, Dynamite, Collision, Rampage, sometimes NJPW. If I can figure out how to run Impact on my TV, I'll do that. Uh, we're going to be, we were watching TJPW. It's really good. Oh my God, so good. Chris Brooks was doing announcing. It was the, the crowning of the, the Princess Cup 10. Yeah, Miyu Yamashita. Miyu Yamashita got the win. And oh my God, what a good match. Oh, and one last shout out. QT Marshall. QT Marshall so getting the Triple A Latin. Yeah. What is it? Is a Latin American Championship after winning it over Penta. What was supposed to be Trilistico, Brian Cage? Uh, El Texano, who took Brian Cage's spot. Yes. Because actually, while we're on that topic, real quick, real sh- a big shout out to Brian Cage, injured after he, his match with Darby Allen. He said he won't. E- you won't even notice. He's he won't gone. even notice he's gone. He'll be back next week. So quick recovery. Obviously, machine. he's well on his he's way. A oh yeah. Just got to replace a couple bolts. But thank you so much. You can follow me on Twitter. X, Instagram, it's Twitter, whatever it is. Follow us. Follow us at CAW Wrestling Pod. You can find me on Twitter at Gunk Dudley. And I'm at a bacon party. Thank you so much for joining us, friends. We'll see you in the next episode. Better get rid of that bad breath before it's the intro time, baby. I might be a little bit too hot.